Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 2007's Hot Fuzz, directed by Edgar Wright and starring Simon Pegg. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Point Break. Yes, perfect for this movie, uh-huh. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. It was on purpose. I got it and I was like, okay, I'm watching Point Break. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> man, what, what a great... You know, if you... Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves have the same status as Michael J. Fox, meaning that like every movie they've done, enjoy yourself. Don't worry about criticism. Yeah. Just just put it in. Just have a good time. Right. Just love it. Yes. Just, just soak it in, man. Exactly. And I, you can and you can even see Catherine Bigelow's great filmmaking skill in yeah, point break. It's a well made film. Yeah. It's a little silly. Sure. But it's it's awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I can't believe you watched that. I know, dude. I had to was do it. Was that intentional? It was. Okay. I, I was just like, I was. I, I knew it was coming. I'm like, I'm watching Point Break again. Oh, God. That's yeah. so freaking awesome. <laughs> um, I watched The Founder, which came out last year with oh, yeah. Michael Keaton. Uh-huh. It's about um, how the McDonald's franchise became a thing. And uh, Michael Keaton plays Ray Kroc, this salesman who sells milkshake machines. And he tries, he's the guy who gets the, mcdonald's brothers to franchise to yes. start franchising yes and it basically shows him trying to expand it and eventually figuring out how to kind of get more control and expand and make a fortune okay and it's really really good it is good it is good all right cool i really liked it okay michael keaton is great in it and he plays a guy you don't really like too much i know ray like, Kroc yeah. is famously like you know kind of a tyrant um michael keaton is Perfect for that kind of role, as you could imagine. Yeah. Um, and um, oh, who's the guy? Um, Nick. Uh, I don't know who's the guy with the mustache on Parks and. Oh, Rec. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman mm-hmm. is one of the McDonald's brothers. He's dynamite. Oh, okay, cool. He is dynamite. In this All right, movie. that's awesome. Like he could have, he could have been nominated for this. Like he is that good in this movie. Well, you remember who I, how I wanted him from my, from my, uh, from from Hell remake? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll take. Yeah, I, I, not surprised that Nick Offerman is awesome in a movie. Yeah, he's amazing. So I would recommend this movie. It's kind of your, it's it's a little typical, mm-hmm. but it's just really good. Cool. I just really liked it. So we asked the fans out there what they've been watching, and on Instagram, uh, Miss Maria Sparks said we watched singles. And say anything. <laughs> Someone else had just watched singles, didn't they? Yes. Was it Fat Dude it Digs Fat Flicks? Fat Dude Digs Flicks was oh. watching singles, and so was Miss Maria Sparks. So nice. Uh, yeah, everybody was into Seattle Grunge from 1991, which I am totally cool amazing. With. And yeah. and say anything. Uh-huh. There you go. You got nice. that classic. It was, yes, it was a night of Cameron Crow. Yeah, dude. And um, movies, flicks, films also said they started. They wanted to start La La Land, but they never got around to it. Huh. I'm going to tell you to just keep going. Yeah, me too. I'm going to say watch singles. <laughs> you know? <'cause>, uh, <laughs> watch the founder. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, if you want to watch that movie, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so we don't have any responses to question of the week because we actually are doing a double header now. Yeah. So we're going to double up next week with some responses. So everyone, uh, just just be patient, please. Mm-hmm. Please be patient. Right. Um, so now let's talk about this movie, Dave. It is Hot Fuzz. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay. Um, so the movie we talked about last week, uh, Shawshank Redemption, is a modern classic for a lot of reasons. Um, and it will go down as one of the great movies of all time. This one is uh, going to get that status someday i believe 
uh, because it's, it's got a great following now. It, it has great recognition now. It's. I think that this might have the the status, the the vaunted dude status of when I give a plot synopsis, I say the plot synopsis is hot fuzz. Oh, okay. Um, uh, th- this movie. Like, like there has never been one like it. I and I, I mean that. I know that that sounds like hyperbole, but what I'm talking about is right. that when you take, um, it's it's inspired by action movies, by American action films. It is obviously inspired. By yes, it. and it's greatly mentioned in the film of of its inspiration. And and it's 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 clear that like the filmmakers have affection for those movies, and they also think that they're silly. Yeah, yeah. J- just like what we're supposed to think. Um, and that's what Hot Fuzz is. Exactly. But they're winking at you. Through the entire thing, <laughs> and yet they're <laughs> the main character, played by Simon Pegg, uh, Nicholas Angel, is uh, like probably the best straight man I've ever seen in a movie. He's pretty good. I mean, I... I, I, I and and it, it's actually playing against type for Simon Pegg, because he's always the one who's acting a lot more like everybody else does in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Simon Pegg as its center, he, he, he's, a, he's as good a cop as Marge Gunderson, you he's, know, he's super cop. He's awesome they, at his job. He's great. And he's too good. So yeah. Yeah. He's too good. So Tim, what's his name? M- Matt Freeman, Tim Freeman, Martin Freeman, Martin Freeman. God, uh-huh. I can never remember his first name. Yes. Makes him leave London because he, they're making him look bad. Like, <laughs> he's too good at his job right. that the higher ups are worried about their jobs being taken over by him. Yes. So they kick him out of London. <laughs> That's right at the start of this movie. It's it's after like, like we're introduced to Simon Pegg's character by him in voiceover, like, like talking about all that he's accomplished. Is and he doing the voiceover? Yes. I can't. Okay. Yes. It's him. Um, and and we're, we're seeing it play out in footage like like he, he's it is fast uh, cutting montage, just like I mean I don't even know what style this is. I mean like what style is being mocked? Um, this or, is Danny you know, Boyle. Yeah, you're right. This is Danny you're right. Boyle. You're right. It is that that is exactly Diff- what it is. It's different, but that's the inspiration I get yes. from it. Yes. Um, and you know w- w- once once we know like once they get all this exposition into the first two minutes of the movie, Simon Pegg walks in. Martin Freeman tells him, um, you know, hey, you're a great cop, but you're a little too good because right. you're making us all look bad. And Steve Coogan walks in to back him up, and so does Bill Nye. Uh, oh, I saw Bill Nye, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, look at these people. Yes, and, and this, they're barely in this movie. I know, and this movie has like. All of BAFTA is in this movie. Every time a new character came on screen, I go, oh my God. I know. It's Jim Broadbent. Exactly. Holy shit. Yeah. There's Olivia <laughs> yeah. Coleman. My yeah. God. You know, like it just keeps going like that. Oh my God. It's James Bond. Yeah. You know. Timothy Dalton. It's. Fuck. Uh, was, every time I was like, oh my God, this keeps getting better. <laughs> right. If Christopher Lee, I, I oh, can't dude, believe he wasn't Lee in this movie. He showed up. <laughs> yes. Especially since Edward Woodward is there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it. it it was. It's not everybody, but it felt that way. It's really funny too, because we've talked about how it's inspired by action movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. The whole movie is a big wink and a nod, like yeah. we've said. And they have people in the movie who have been in other movies <laughs> yes. that they're making fun of, right? And they even mention it. They're like, "Oh yeah, Barb was in this as an extra," because they're talking about the Film Critics Society or something <laughs> yes. in the town. Uh-huh. And they're like, "We've got better people here. She was in this movie, and they're actually in those movies." <laughs> And yes, yeah. and we're not even doing like the hilarity of this script mm-hmm. justice. 
Yeah. I mean, it's a joke a minute. It's like reading like the best mad magazine you've ever picked up. Like, like when they were really on fire at 1990. It is. Um, I mean, like it, it is, it is like, you, you can't even really um, put into words unless you quote the movie, how funny the movie is because yeah. it just, it just, it just it's keeps fast. beating you over it. I it's know. It's fast and it's relentless. Yeah. It's almost nonstop. Yeah. Like jokes or even if it's not jokes, talking and edits and cuts. Yes. And it's always doing something. That's right. That's All the right. time. You can't <laughs> breathe almost sometimes. Oh, exactly. It's Yeah. There was a point towards the end when I'm like, I don't know if I can, man, I, I it's too much right now. <laughs> it wasn't bad, but I was just like, at the end, there's a big shootout and stuff at the end of the movie. And uh-huh. I'm like, wow, like this movie does not let up for no. a second. No, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it leaves you breathless, certainly. Uh-huh. And, and, and like breathless with laughter, and you're even caught up in the story because the story is quite compelling. It gets good, yeah. Yes, and and after after the the, the three you know famous English thespians uh, like like kick Simon Pegg out of London, <laughs> they, they reassign him to a, a, a small village called Sanford, mm-hmm. um, and he brings his super cop methods to Sanford and immediately um, kind of runs afoul of the locals there because they're used to a certain way of life, and their police force is you know full of a bunch of uh like like pretty much most of Jim Broadbent's children yeah and also just like local oafs yeah um they 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 don't know what they're doing yeah Olivia Coleman is one of those oafs and so is uh you know Nick Frost yeah uh, mm-hmm. as, as Danny Butterman yep he's, he's Jim Broadbent's son yes yeah. and he's the other main character and this character of all the comedy that's in this movie mm-hmm. and, and everything that, that like that, that just like is leaving you just crying with pe- with laughter mm-hmm. like this guy is he, he was the inspi- he was my inspiration to rewatch point break oh man because, definitely I, because his 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 description of watching point break <laughs> um when he's asking <laughs> he's asking Simon Pegg about like like real police work in yeah, London right. and all the action he's seen mm-hmm. he's asking him <laughs> Did you ever see Point Break? Yeah, and he says uh, he he describes the, the scene the scene where uh, where Keanu Reeves is uh, he's about to shoot Patrick Swayze yeah, yeah. and he just can't do it so he like fires his gun into the air and is like anguish yeah he's like did you ever fire your gun in the air and scream scream no. ah yeah scream ah did you ever jump through the air firing two guns no did you ever jump through the air firing one gun no Have you, <laughs> he just keeps going on about these action movie yes. tropes like he yes. thinks that the big town of london is filled with all the time exactly <laughs> to, to him in his mind london is like bad boys 2 and and point break yep. and every other action movie like like he just he doesn't understand real life i love how they call it back so many times too uh-huh. like and at the end of the movie they become like in action characters of course. because they're all loaded with guns <laughs> and they're ready to kill all the old town folk who have the dumbest reason to be doing this shit <laughs> which just makes it even funnier i know like this movie <laughs> it nails it somehow like yeah. one thing was if one thing's off like this whole thing could have just been ridiculous but the yeah. whole movie works right like it's so ridiculous, but works. Like it could. It, it's a balancing act. You got to mm-hmm. get it right, and they, Edgar Wright nailed it. Absolutely. It's it's movie Jenga, and mm-hmm. and and it does not fall. Exactly. I mean, like I can't believe how good this thing and, is. And and what I was saying is, um, Nick Frost's character, like at one point, has his dad like in his sights. Like it's the scene from Point Break. Yes. And he's like about to shoot him, and then he goes ah, and shoots <laughs> his gun in the air, just like Keanu. Re- it is so perfect. It's so awesome. And to have Jim Broadbent standing in for Patrick Swayze. It's, it's the best, man. 
it's good and i <laughs> knowing these movies yeah. makes it even better yes so when they're they're doing bad boys 2 stuff you're like oh my god look at the camera spinning <laughs> around them and stuff like it's just it's good <laughs> and like that the movie like edits there's a scene when um, they go back to Nick Frost's house, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, I know how you can shut your brain off, Simon Pegg. And <laughs> he like opens these doors, and it's like heaven's light shines of down. Course. And it's wall-to-wall with DVDs. <laughs> and he pulls out Bad Boys 2 and Point Break, and he goes, which one? And he goes, well, which do you think I'd prefer? And he's like, no, we're watching both, but which one do you want first? <laughs> yes! Yes, dude! <laughs> It's awesome, and 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 because now, like like Simon Pegg, his eyes are open to you know kind of the world of you know police action, mm-hmm. and uh, like he, he is watching just like enraptured at what are you know you know not not thought of as masterpieces, uh-huh. but but he is of course looking at it, and his eyes are just you know gigantic while while, while Point Break unfolds you know right. before him. Um, because in his mind, police work was serious business. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sees now that it still is, but, but it could be a whole lot more fun if I would just, you know, like, like, like kind of not be on all the time. Yeah. I mean, cause that, that's the other thing that like, like, uh, Nick Frost is always telling him is, is you need to once in a while, let your guard down. Yeah. He's just a, he's relax. A, yes. He's a little smarter than he, than he appears at first, right. you know, in the first 30 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they both learn things, you know, like yeah. Simon Pegg learns to relax a little mm-hmm. and Nick Frost learns like what real police work is. Yes. It's not jumping around with guns through the air. It's actually, <laughs> you know, like observing right. and preventing crimes of and course. things like that. Not just kicking down doors and like saying one-liners. Yes. And I, I love it too because at, towards the end when he, uh, Simon Pegg like defeats the the shopping cart guy who's like one of <laughs> Timothy Dalton's minions. Yeah. He like he like knocks him into a like a freezer in a supermarket. Uh-huh. And then later he tells Nick Frost about it and he's like, "Did you say cool off or anything?" And he's like <laughs> he's like, "No." And he goes, "But earlier when I was in my apartment, I handed him a monkey and said, "It's time to stop playing" or something." And he goes, "Oh, that was a good one." Yes. yes. It's awesome. <laughs> And and so like and, and part of the we're just kind of like like enjoying wow like the, I can't the, believe the, the well, fun stuff that's how this in the movie. is going I know we're just kind of like yeah you know, I oh man I, I knew that I knew it would end up this way okay um, but like the as far as the the actual story so so when uh, when Simon Pegg gets to Sanford he he's of course you know like like telling all the other cops that he's working with you know that they're not doing things right yeah um, and as it's it it starts to like get revealed to him. You know, like like that. This is a very that, that this community, like everyone knows each other. It's 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 a really small town, um, but that like there's something something off is happening yeah. because like like when when he pulls this guy over for speeding, um, they go and they and they you know collar this guy and they tell him he was you know he he was going over the speed limit. Um, the guy's a lawyer and he has a woman with him, mm-hmm. and it turns out they're they're also like you know in community theater, so. Mm-hmm. Jim Broadbent like tells uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost to go and and represent the police force at this play. Yeah, and then after the play is over, it's a horrible play. Of course, it's Romeo and Juliet, and it's it's about the worst you've ever seen. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> yes, um, and after the kind of the rap party, um, well, after the rap party, uh, mm-hmm. the the guy who played Romeo, played by David Threlfall, is butchered, mm-hmm. and it, as is his as is his lady, and like the, the violence in this movie is like swift and brutal and really fake looking, but also graphic as yeah, hell. It looks like it's CGI blood. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um, and I think it's intentionally bad. It is. Because the movie is just a 
big like piss on these genres. Of course. On mystery, thriller, cop movies. <laughs> it, it's a huge piss on all of it. Yes. Which is wonderful. Yes. Um, and the murders are so dumb. Like, he literally cuts some guy's head off with an axe, and it comes off. And then you see him sitting in a car, and the heads are on the ground. It's ridiculous looking. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of, it's graphic and a, a bit disturbing, uh-huh. but it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and, and when the guy, uh, when, when the, okay, so like, and, and no murders that ever happened in this town, but now it's starting to happen, and, yeah. and they're, they're getting more and more, like, you know, sophisticated and, and, and huge. I mean, the, these murders are right. happening. And more complicated. Yes, yeah. really graphic, and there's always this cloaked figure around, you know, whenever it's going on. Yeah, it's like Scream. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. It's it's um, it's um the ghost face guy. I uh, think that's intentionally taken from Scream also. I, I, I think so too, mm-hmm. yes. Like, um, it's a, just a black cloak. Right, yeah, it's not the, the ghost, ghost face. face right, but yeah. Uh, and then when... There's this reporter who can't get anything right in his in his local newspaper. He, mm-hmm. He's always like he, he he misquotes people. He gets uh, Angel's name wrong. He yeah. calls him Angle. Angle. Um, his name's Tim Messenger. Tim Messenger is the guy's <laughs> name. <laughs> Tim Messenger is about to reveal some like disturbing news about like the village. There, there's this neighborhood watch association, the NWA. I love that. Which abbreviation is, yes. is perfect. Um, and uh, <laughs> got to be intentional. It has. Too. It couldn't be an accident. <laughs> Um, but he, he has some like disturbing news about it. And right before he's about to, uh, to tell Simon Pegg, you know, he gets like David Warner outside this church. He, he's standing there mm-hmm. and like in the omen, he's impaled by like a, a falling church spire. Mm-hmm. Um, and except that like in the omen, that was a tasteful film. Um, so <laughs> in this one, you have to see the spire come it down. It is kind of tasteless. <laughs> It smashes his head and like his head is now like replaced by this spire and he's mm-hmm. and the body is still kind of like going back and it's forth. It's like a 500 just, pound yes. concrete triangle. Yes, exactly. And it's just blood spewing everywhere. And, you know, I, I mean, like, like something like this happening in a serious movie, you know, it would be just incredibly shocking and make you throw up. But mm-hmm. because it's a comedy, somehow they're able to like make violence as hilarious as everything else. Yeah. Like, like serious grisly violence. And, and you're just you know, like in stitches about it. And it's pretty ridiculous too. the setup here, because Mm -hmm. how does this hooded figure know he's standing there? How (laughs) does he know he's going to reveal information to Simon Pegg? How does he know Simon Pegg's going to even meet him there? How does Simon Pegg know something is amiss? Yes. It's just, it's ridiculous tropes that are intentionally being made fun of in the movie. Right. Made fun of and paid homage to. Yeah, exactly. It's love. Yeah. It, it, the whole thing is a love letter just to action cinema, but the inspiration for this, I, I mean, like, it, it would never have been something that I would have come up with. It would never even occurred to me to, like, you know, like you said, take the piss on all action films because I loved them yeah. and make one of my own, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, in, in the process. And cast people who have never been in action films. I mean, like, like I, 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 can I get Jim Broadbent to be in my movie? I don't think so. I'm not Mike Lee. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> Let me call BAFTA up exactly. and see what's yeah. going on today. Can I today? please borrow some of your BAFTAs? Um, this is 2007, right? Yeah. Okay, so they already made Shaun of the Dead, yeah. which was highly acclaimed. Yeah. So maybe they could get some people working That's with them. Possibly. Um, yes. How much? How much output did like Edgar Wright have before this? And uh, how much was Simon Pegg kind of known before this? I don't feel like he really was too known. Right. Like Shaun of the Dead was. Everyone noticed that one. Yeah. But uh, I feel like. These guys just came out of nowhere with yes. like this new style of doing things. Right. It, it had been established, but not like um, 
it, it, yeah, I think Shaun of the Dead was number one. Yeah, that, that was, was two thousand four, and think. that was like three years before this. I mean, like it was it was brand new. Yeah, this style. So so like based on that film, they, they were able to like you know just just get together this this level of talent and 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 I guess this level of backing to make the film that they wanted to make. It's pretty impressive. Right. It looks like Edgar Wright had a lot of TV experience. Okay. In the nineties. So okay. Um, but just directing TV shows. This is I think his first real. Well, besides Shaun of the Dead, like mm-hmm. that was his first foray into this kind of thing. Yes, and his first had, feature was Shaun of the Dead, and I think Hot Fuzz was his next one. Yep. So, and what's that? The trilogy is like called the Beer Trilogy or something. <laughs> is it called with, the Beer Trilogy at, at World's End? Okay. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that um, one. Either, but I yeah. think they're it's called the Beer Trilogy, like right. this and Shaun of the Dead and that one, and okay. they're all like spoofs of genres. Yeah, and and it's all done with love and like homage. And, and, and piss. Like they're all done that way. <laughs> yes. I haven't seen that one, but I'm assuming it's the same. Love and piss. <laughs> Love <Right>? and piss. <laughs> That's great, yes. That'd be an awful like autobiography for somebody. <laughs> It'll probably be Simon Pegg's memoir. It'd be right? Simon Pegg's yes. memoir. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. But as so, so and the the secret that the that, that Tim Messenger was about to give Simon Pegg that he has to suss out is that there the Neighborhood Watch Association is actually a secret cabal mm-hmm. um, that that murders people who prevent them from winning Village of the Year. Yep. <laughs> For twenty years they've won Village of the Year. Uh huh. And this is what drives these murders. Yes, it's ridiculous. It is really and uh, all the. <laughs> Everyone who's been in the town for 20 plus years, at least, mm-hmm. it's all the elderly people in the town at this point. Yeah. And they, they all have a secret society to make sure they maintain this village of the year title by <laughs> any means necessary. <laughs> there hasn't been a murder in this town in 20 years. And it's because <laughs> they're all blamed on accidents. Of I course. Guess. Like, they'll murder anyone who's getting in their way. Yeah. And uh, the one lady at the flower shop gets murdered. She gets stabbed in the neck with her gardening shears. Yes. Right in front of Simon Pegg's face. And everyone else is just so blind to it. And they're saying, well, maybe it was an accident. He's <laughs> like, I saw it happen. They, they like, say, how do you know it was a murder? Because I was there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and they... they like it, it's not even just that they don't believe him. They're, yeah. they're all they're all such like that they're all so dense. I they're, mean, like they're dense and they're kind of brainwashed by of the course. idea of this yes. is the perfect town. Yes, Olivia Coleman and the two Andes. Uh, like, they're, do you they're, know why they call him the Andes? <laughs> that's a good joke. It is. And he just answers him like right away. He doesn't even think he goes, about because they're like, both called Andy. They're both called Jim Bromack goes, "Good lord, <laughs> yes, it is." <laughs> so mystified that this dude sussed this out already i hate to cut you off the jokes are just too good i I mean like we we, we could we could do a podcast on only the jokes in hot fuzz it would but it would actually take forever it would take longer there is a joke it's a 120 minute movie and there are at least they pack three jokes into each minute Uh uh-huh and it's not stupid shit i mean like like in american comedies when 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 they try to have like this sort of kitchen sink mentality with all these jokes i mean like it almost never works. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what it is about that other culture, like the, the of British culture, that, that that makes the it just it just seems to to marry so well to this style. Yeah, and I love British comedy. Me too. I adore it. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen it this way though. I've always seen okay. it a little slower. Like yes. this is at a clip, man. Yeah. Jokes for days. I know. Always an onslaught. Uh huh. Like when I think of British humor, typically I think of like a. A really dry, kind of slow, slower. A comedy. slow burn. Yeah, yes. it's a slow burn, uh-huh. and you're just your gut just starts 
turning over with laughter. Yes. That happens in this, but it's so fast. I know. And like spunky and it's intelligent. <laughs> uh-huh. I love this. And, this and is great. I, I do too. And 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 that that other that other style of British humor that I also love. Yeah, it 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 rewards you for paying attention a lot of times. Yeah, it rewards you for your whatever knowledge you came in with. It's making references to things you may have read or whatever. In this one, it's assuming that you are an action movie person. Mm-hmm. And if you are an action movie person, chances are you're not like a film person. And it doesn't care. It's going to assume that you have both in your arsenal. Yeah. And it's going to go, okay, and, and we're just going to take this, the knowledge that you have, we're going to make fun of it, and we're going to really entertain you with with this, you know, like, just this barrage of comedy that, right. that, that just keeps coming at you. And I don't even think it's just, if you don't know these action movies they're talking about, you still can get this. Oh, you can still like, appreciate it, yeah. It's for everyone. Mm-hmm. Every level of moviegoer You're can right. enjoy this. You're right. Whether you know... A point break line for line or not like whether you've never seen bad boys too you can under like yeah, you get it i know it's so good it's so cool man um <laughs> i keep cutting you off yeah, it's, uh, um where, where do you want to go with now well i, don't know. I mean I, we're at the neighborhood watch i mean like like it gets revealed to simon Pegg yeah. after he gets you know um attacked uh, he 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 goes to the neighborhood watch and yeah. um it, it, it's it's they're they're all in this in these satanic robes uh-huh. uh, in the town square like they're dressed it's like, like druids. a druid sacrifice yes um and it's in we keep making reference to it, it it's it's the British Film Academy is around this table and I, I love this scene because he walks in and you hear like this like chanting and like you know mm-hmm. we're gonna summon the devil or something yes. kind of shit happening yes and they're all sitting at a table saying this prayer and they each have a walkie-talkie in front of them and then like they finish this like chant and then like all of a sudden they stop and the lady's like all right guys um good job yeah um we're gonna bring cookies next week's meeting <laughs> like it's just like a normal town bullshit meeting of course <laughs> of course <laughs> it's great and it, and it's timothy dalton and billy whitelaw uh-huh. and uh you know i mean maria charles peter white remember from naked uh, you know he's mm-hmm. he's in there uh julia deacon they're the ones who run the pub yeah uh, they're all in this neighborhood watch they're all satanists secretly <laughs> in this quaint little you know england town um and well they're not satanists but it looks like it, <laughs> it from that perspective that reveal so, looks yes. like they're satanists yes, those are they're worshiping they're just, the devil they're just concerned with the, the village of the year award <laughs> i mean like and and concerned enough to to you know bring about you know to sit there like druids in the night can we talk about timothy dalton of course oh my god he's amazing i haven't seen him this good since james bond man Me neither the movie makes him the reddest of herrings <laughs> to a point of nausea. I know. And you say, all right, I get it. Every <laughs> single time you see him, mm-hmm. they shove it down your throat. Hey, guys, this guy's bad. This guy's evil. This guy might be behind all of it. Uh-huh. Wink, wink. Yeah. And it's so heavy-handed because it's making fun of it. Right. Like, these movies always have the one successful, good-looking, charming businessman mm-hmm. Who has a motive to do these things. And who says offhanded things that make you think he's the killer. Right, yeah. yeah. And it did it so much to where I was like, he can't be the killer because yeah. it's so obvious. Yeah. But because this movie's doing things like this, maybe he is the killer. Like, I don't... <laughs> they do it so much to where it, like, actually turns around on itself. Uh-huh. And then when Simon Pegg, like, comes in and tells him, like, you're the one, here's why, mm-hmm. and and goes through everything, and then Timothy Dalton's like, ha, 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 I, <laughs> you're crazy. I was at the store all day, and they yeah. look through the surveillance, and he's there. And then he's acquitted. Like, he didn't, he couldn't be there. Like, sure. there's no way he's there. He has an excuse. Um, 
But then it turns out it's the Scream situation, and there's, you know, 12 people dressed up as this guy. That's right. Uh, it's awesome. It it's is good. Cool. It's good, and I love, I just love that, how they just shove it down your throat that this guy is bad <laughs> to a point to, of where it's like, all right, stop. It's funny every time they do it. I know, because because and it, it it never stops being funny because they, they they know that they can do this joke twenty times and you're gonna laugh each time. And every time he comes in, he's smiling and he's basically twirling his mustache. Yes, he is. It's great. It's 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 a really it's a really um like educated performance. I mean, he he clearly yeah. like knows what what material he's spoofing. Yeah, and he's having a great time. He doing knows how it. to do this. And he's he probably delivers. wanted to do it for a million years. Right. I, I bet. I mean, he didn't like seem. He didn't seem all that committed to his James Bond films that he was in. Yeah. Um. I, I'm sure he probably <laughs> after he did his two, he was like, you know what? No, I'm going back to the stage. Uh huh. Um. And you know. Uh, this had to come out of him, whatever's in this movie. It's so good. Yeah. I think he's my favorite part of the movie, actually. Okay. I love him. Yes. He's good. I, I, everything. I love this movie. I know. It's a great movie. I know. <laughs> it's it's awesome. And and the, the, it all kind of culminates in not only, you know, like Simon Pegg, f- f- you know, figuring out the, 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 this, uh, this secret society that's going on, but then, like, he manages to get this incompetent police force, including Nick Frost and Olivia Coleman and the and the Andes mm-hmm. and everybody else. He takes them in, shows them how to be police officers, mm-hmm. and they are now with him against Jim Broadbent, who is actually the ringleader. He's the police chief right. and the ringleader of this, it all. of this whole conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it leads to at the end a full on. I mean, like. A Gamera Rodan fight between Simon Pegg and Tim <laughs> and, and Timothy Dalton in a in a, a like a scale model of the village. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like they're, you know, hulking fifty foot giants in, uh-huh. in the town. And it's I mean <laughs> It's pretty good. It's so cool. I, I, I was never expecting this when I first time I saw it, and I just mm-hmm. was like I, I feel so rewarded right now for getting to watch this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get to watch a slow motion action movie fight you know, amongst <laughs> miniatures. I mean, wow. It would have been awesome. I, I could have missed it. I don't know if they did, but I don't think they did. If they like overlaid some like like Godzilla sound effects, like when oh, they were like yeah. yelling or something, <laughs> right. like yes. it would have been perfect. I'd be here. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. If you're going to get that screech, it <laughs> yeah. wasn't in there, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next time, uh-huh. folks. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. And yeah. the, the whole movie, like it's filled. Like once it gets, he gets to that town. It's just from the get-go, it's like, all right, something's weird about this place. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great, a great touch, because instantly you're like, all right, something's wrong here. Yeah. Um, is Simon Pegg just kind of being, well, you know something's going to happen in the movie, so sure. like, something's got to be wrong. Or, But you, you get the sense, is he just too uptight and it's thinking everything, yeah, yeah. everything's a problem, even though it's not? Yeah. But, you know, it's not. But right. I think the film does a great job pointing that out. And the whole time, until it starts getting revealed, you know, over halfway through the movie, it's, it's like, all right, well something's going on right <laughs> yes. maybe <laughs> yeah it is and and in that way it's very much like the wicker man i mean like like there's this secluded yeah, village that, that right. where, where something is amiss <laughs> i don't know quite what but but there's there's something going on here mm-hmm. and you know and unlike the wicker man it's a, it's it's actually even more sinister than the wicker man because it, at least there i mean um like i i don't know that like simon Pegg is going to be burned alive at the end of this thing if jim broadbent has his way right but i mean who knows i mean like you want to win village of the year don't you you can't have this guy running around yep 
And and there's a great part at the end when they're doing a car chase or whatever. Yeah. And the people, the village of the year judges are there. Yes. And this huge shootout is happening in, in the town square, yes. and they're like there with their <laughs> with their clipboards, like looking at it, like oh, yeah, they're not gonna get it this year, no. man. There's a great bit I really like with that that sea mine. Oh like, yeah, yeah. There's an uh-huh. old guy, this Cockney guy that no one understands. Oh, um, yes, and and yes. he he cut down some bush or something, so they're going to investigate because yep. he doesn't like the bush. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And he has a, a shotgun, and they ask him, "Do you have a permit for this?" And they they got uh, like a translator there to translate this English to proper English, I guess, <laughs> which is funny in itself. Yeah. And uh, he says, "Yeah, I got one for this one." And then he's like, what do you mean this one? And they show me he has this huge arsenal in his basement. And he says he found it. <laughs> it's bigger than Sarah Connor's arsenal. It's crazy, I mean, dude. It's, it's like, it, it just goes on for miles. And it's and it's like every type of gun and explosive you can name. Yeah. And in the basement, he has this gigantic World War II U-boat mine. Yes. Like, sitting there on the ground. <laughs> and they're like, uh, what? Uh-huh. And the guy says something in his language and right. it's, like it's dead or something and he starts banging it with the shotgun uh-huh. and it starts like ticking and they're like shit and they run and do a big action movie dive and it doesn't blow right um so then they call it in and they say that it's a dud it comes back into play later after they confiscate everything and yes. like um there's one bad guy left it's and, edward uh, woodward yeah yeah and um <laughs> they end up like knocking him back and he knocks the mine over a little and one of the like prongs like goes into the mine and triggers it uh-huh. and just it all explodes yeah it's great um that land that sea mine is a great bit and 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 it happens like the 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 the, the payoff of the sea mine happens after the the uh the ultra fight in the in the yeah. in the mini village mm-hmm. um so, i mean so it's it's a thing where where, where you know, in a lot of movies, of course, the, there's always the, the the killer coming back for one last scare. Right. In this one, it's what remains of the killers coming back for not a not one last scare, but just walking into the police station with mm-hmm. a gun, and he's going to kill Simon Pegg. Yeah. Um, Village of the Year is now off the table. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't matter anymore. So the motivation for Edward Woodward to come into the police station and murder Simon Pegg is just him doing it. Right. Which I guess proves that he's um. Like he's been evil all along, whether he wants this prize or not, and that's what makes it so funny to me. Yeah, um, is that this guy is the last of his kind, and he's still gonna go through with this mission. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah, they they don't want anything to change. Yeah, and that's why they're taking people out. They're like, you know, uh, throughout the whole movie, they're like. The human statue is back. We need to deal with this problem. Yeah. And there's a guy dressed up in like a gold suit with face paint who just stands near the fountain. <laughs> yes. As like some kind of like, like a art performance project. Artist? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh-huh. And like, like they have a surveillance like log of it and they're like, here he is at 12 and it shows him standing there. And then here's <laughs> one o'clock and he's just still in the same spot. <laughs> they show two o'clock. He's still there. And there's like a tourist taking a picture. It's really funny. And they're so concerned about this dude. I know. And how it's going to affect their village of the year award. Of course. And they take people like this out. And then later when Simon Pegg reveals it all and finds out what's happening, he falls down into like the catacombs of the village. <laughs> And like, there's all these like people that they don't want there. There's the gypsy caravan. Yes. There's like, there's the guy, the, the statue guy is laying there with his eyes. Like he's in his pose. And <laughs> yes. he, I thought he was like going to wink at him or something. Like it would have fit the movie perfectly, right. but he was there smiling. Like he was a statue. Of course. <laughs> they got rid of everybody. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing, man. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. yeah it's, it's good stuff. Right. Okay, Dave. So, um, anything else? 
Um, I, I don't get yeah, anything. It's the, the only other thing, I guess, just in general, whenever we do comedies on this show, it's always really hard to, to, to talk about it because a lot of times me and Scott are just talking about how funny we thought everything was. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's hard to do without actually just quoting you the dialogue, giving you all the best lines. Yeah. Um, so when, when you hear <laughs> us, do, us doing a comedy film, the upcoming, you know, like you, something you know that we're going to find funny, it's going to sound like this. It's going to be shambling, rambling around. Right. And us just appreciating the, 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 the talent that was, you know, that, that, that gave us all these jokes. Right. Um, but yeah, this Hot Fuzz, wow. It's good. It's so good. And, and, and it's something everybody's got to seek mm-hmm. out. One more thing about how it's like the homage and the spoof at yeah. the same time. It, um, like the, the two Andes, there's a scene when they are like at the crime scene and they're getting in Simon Pegg's face. Like, well, what do you know? Yeah. And like, like the one guy like turns and like the music goes boom. Yeah. And then he like gets out of the screen and the other guy's like boom, like looks at him. <laughs> and then the other guy like kind of looks back in the screen and it goes boom. Like it's. <laughs> Totally mocking these movies of course. and the sound cues. And I had to point that one out because I just loved it I so know. much. It was perfect. And it's this little attention to detail that only people who love these kind of things would put in this movie. Yeah. Like, you notice that. That's what these movies have. So why not do it three times in a row? Sure. Like, yeah. I, if you have genuine affection for something, I'm going to yeah. make fun of it three times. I'm going to do it really, really well because it's yeah. obvious I know what my what, what, what my, my canvas was. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, that, that's all I got, Dave. Okay. Um, uh, would you recommend the movie? Of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz. Everybody, this this movie is so amazing. I mean, it's I'll say it. It's a masterpiece, honestly. This movie, like, it's it's one of the greatest comedies I've ever seen, and you should check it out. Yeah, it's good. It's mm-hmm. really good, Dave. Yeah. I would totally recommend this movie. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like the violent stuff, like, it's comedic. Yeah. Like, it. Maybe it might make you feel a little queasy, but get all... I mean, that's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. a joke, though. Right. I mean, God, this movie is brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. It is. Like, the the writing. Simon Pegg also wrote it with Edgar Wright. That's like, right. This is dynamite it, stuff. It's, it's, it's awesome. Like, we just praised Wayne's World so much because yeah. of how original it was. Right. This movie is on that level. Completely. I mean, and, it, and it goes, you know, it goes sailing past it, really. I mean, yeah. like, 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 this is almost in another class. I... I it, it, t- it took whatever originality was in was in stuff like Wayne's World or, or Ghostbusters or like the great comedies of the last, you know, 30, 40 right, years. Yeah. And it just like, it, it just kind of brought it to an, a whole other plane. I mean, I, I'm watching it going like, like what are they going to show me next? Because I, I, I just want more of what they're showing me. It could have been four hours long. I would have sat through the whole thing. Yeah, it, it's great. So yep. yeah, definitely recommend this movie. Uh, so that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. If you don't use iTunes, find us anywhere else to get a podcast. And leave us some reviews, man. Yeah. Come on, dudes. That's right. Leave a review. Yes, please. Um, or go to dudesonmovies.com. Find anything you need right there. Uh, and we're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies. And we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Yeah, and use that social media outlet and the email to let us know your answer to the question of the week. Dave, what's the question of the week? The uh, question of the week, what is your favorite uh, British comedy film mm-hmm. yeah there, there you go mm-hmm. dig deep folks yep and also use social media and our email to give us your listener request that's right dudes on demand is back starting june 27th and we need you to tell us what to watch for an entire month of programming let us know 
Stay tuned next week when we'll discuss 1964's Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Directed by Stanley Kubrick, starring Peter Sellers and George C. Scott. We're doing another comedy That's day. right. <laughs> you know, i never seen this one, right? Oh, so, I, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so it's uh-huh. about time. Yep. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.